<laughs> Roselia, I thought you were sick and dying. Why are you, you dress up as Santa? <laughs> Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Minnie. Hey. And this is the FFBE podcast. So Minnie, it's been a uh, short week this week with updates. I was expecting a little bit more because of the crazy amount of stuff we've been getting recently, but it's a very welcomed update of light release, not a whole lot new going on. It's a nice break, a nice recharge session. Yeah, definitely. I Maybe it's because we're in the middle of winter right now and I haven't seen the sun in a few months, but I'm definitely feeling extra low motivation lately. <clears throat> so it's, it's kind of nice not having a million orbs to do, not having, what do you call it, the yearning for peace event. I enjoyed it, but 20 energy for the legendary run was a little bit annoying for me because I meant you had to do twice the runs and I just oftentimes don't have the time <laughs> yeah exactly the one thing for me about that event that we just got through was how long you had to farm to actually get the materials to properly craft everything i i mostly farmed it for the rolls for the extra gill i just i need gill i'm greedy I mean, if you ended up pulling one of the New Year units, you could also get their Trust Moogles in there, which is really, really nice. My Ling, that I've had for now almost two and a half years, finally got her Venomous Edge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to unlock mine, too. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a great weapon, but it's just whatever. I'll throw it in there. Maybe I'll equip it to a exploration unit. It's respectable, but not top tier anymore. No, definitely not. Maybe that's why it was so hard farming the event, actually, for me, now that I think about it, is that I didn't actually pull on that banner, and it was a farming banner, so it took extra yeah. long. But I definitely agree with you that 20 energy per run was a bit small. They should have just increased the energy, increased the payout, and eased our struggles. Yeah, I think a, a challenge with a game like FFBE or really any game that's perpetual. So, for example, with, you don't have this issue quite as much with uh, MMOs because you have a lot more social interaction. You can log on, just hang out with friends. You know, there's always stuff you can do together. Whereas at FFBE is a very solo experience and there isn't much social interaction in the actual platform itself. And so you end up just in this rinse repeats uh, cycle of grinding and realistically when we play games we play them to experience a story for the most part well at least rpgs i should specify because some games are just about the gameplay but when we play these kind of final fantasy style rpgs we mostly play them for the story so when you play that there's a beginning and then there's an end at some point and you don't feel that burnout oh yeah but with these games it's so challenging sometimes to to balance because the story content is nice when it comes out but it's not very frequent and so i just feel like 40 energy runs for veterans is a small touch that goes a long way to keep us coming back to the game so to speak just to keep us from mentally burning out by rerunning the same thing over and over and over right? yeah definitely i found myself extremely burnt out on the uh chinese new year farming event the yearning for peace or whatever it was called yeah and the other thing was, it was kind of, like, I understand it was legend, but it was just the the runs took extra long. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just in my head right now. I'm just, 
extra bitter about it, so I'm going back and it, it making it seem like worse than it actually was. But I just feel like the battles for me took a bit longer I know, than man. I think. I think it was longer than typical other ones. But like you said, it might just be because twenty, like having to farm twenty by twenty by twenty out of one hundred and eighty yeah. energy, is a lot. <laughs> like that's yeah, it's that's it's runs. a lot. Or no, yeah, nine and you're runs just sitting there. The yeah. same thing. You know, it's just, like you said, a small touch making it 40 energy. Just cut it in half for me so it's not as difficult to do and I don't burn out on it quite as quickly as I did. Yeah, definitely. I, I think a lot of players are probably feeling the same way we are after. I, I know I, I saw a few tweets about it, about the 20 energy thing. So we're definitely not the only ones. And it's just such a small thing. So moving on. I wanted to ask, what did you think of the Dragon's Destiny trial? I can't remember what it's called now, but the CNY trial, basically. It was actually pretty hard, surprisingly. I expected it to be easier. That being said, I found it hard only because I forgot to not use limit bursts, and I struggled to get a second summon out without letting anyone die, I think, um, because the team I took in didn't use the final fantasy type zero units i just went in with my citra and so the first time i ran it i forgot to not use limit bursts at all because i apparently used one i don't remember doing that and i forgot to summon a second esper before killing it so i did something similar i realized maybe midway through the battle one of the missions was don't use limit bursts and i was just using limit bursts for stupid reasons i have this thing where if a limit burst is up and that person's limit burst isn't maxed i usually just use it because i'm like oh well every little bit helps and then that's what i was doing like an idiot and then i realized midway that i shouldn't have been doing that so i actually have to do it a second time as well yeah i had the exact same problem that's funny and then i opted a notch too though so there's a point in the battle where no actually i know what i did so there's a point in the battle where the guy says uh, he's about to counter or whatever, right? And so at that point, you don't want to attack him. And so I just basically used the buff. with I, I ran, I used two tornado chainers. One of them was my barbecue, and I think the other I put in Dark Fina. Just because it said the little Moogle said bring magic damage, so I did. Seven Star Barbecue has an ability where she'll buff the party, but she also casts Reflect on everybody. And so, as he was going to use his Dragon's Destiny to kill everybody, <clears throat> I started casting re-raises on people. Forgetting they had Reflect, it reflected and cast re-raise on the boss. <laughs> it was the most... I made that battle so painfully hard. It's not even funny. I can't believe you cast re-raise on the boss. Yeah, I, I did a literal facepalm when I realized what happened. Because at first I was like, wait, why does he have re-race? Is that part of his skill set? And then my brain turned on afterwards. I, just, I realized that I'm actually, I'm the boss. Yeah, you're the real boss. You're, you're the secret spy that is working for the enemy. The second time around, I just, I steamrolled him actually. Because he didn't, I didn't have to do anything except not use limit burst. So I just went all out. That's awesome. Did you end up um, getting all of the... So I actually didn't realize this, but the Dragon's Destiny weapon was a little bit better than I thought compared to the other current weapons that I have available. 
in what sense? Not as good as my TMRs, but in terms of the other free weapons, it's actually pretty high up there. Like it's above even some TMRs in terms of spirit. Yeah, maybe we were a little too hard on it. I was going to say, though, um, I remember one of the only Final Fantasy Brave XVS YouTube videos that I have on my channel. Um, I fought Arrhenius or Rebirth of Arrhenius or something. I don't know how to say her name. But my strategy, my super secret strategy for it, this was before like all the Esper gauge filling stuff. And I had to summon an Esper. And this thing was so ridiculously weak. Yeah. <laughs> my strategy was to cast re-raise on it so that I could continue the fight. That's awesome. <laughs> That's actually extremely clever. I was like, this is genius. This is the smartest thing I've ever thought of. Yeah, it makes those, because I know what you mean. There are some battles way back when they slapped summon Esper, but we didn't have, I don't think we had any, or we had barely any actual summoners that had summoning abilities, maybe Garnet with her limit burst but nothing else really to fill the Esper gauge. And these things were like pieces of paper. You auto-attacked and they died. Yeah, pretty much. It was it was a struggle, but it's funny because maybe that was that's how I should have fought this boss. I should have just kept re-raising him until eventually I got all my Espers out like you did. Just kill him and re-raise him, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But enough about that trial. We got some new stuff this week with the Fan Festa commemoration login bonus, as well as the Fan Festa exchange campaign coming together. We're celebrating 20 days of Fan Festa. And we're getting some interesting stuff. I know people have already rolled their free 10 plus 1 summons. Some people, amazing success. Some people, just regular success in the sense they got units out of it. So. Jerome, shout out to you for getting two Aurora Fryavias. Yeah, what the I heck, saw man? that. That was just—he probably sacrificed his child to Satan or something for that one. That was probably—I wouldn't be surprised. That was some like but, black magic right there. <laughs> no, that joking. was. That's that was a pretty sick roll, actually. I was pretty jealous. And I'm also, jealous. we're able to get their Moogles now from the raid, so he's gonna have two nice juicy TMRs sitting there. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. If you log in every day, they introduce this mechanic where, I mean, I guess the thing for me that sticks out is the FanFesta Premium 10 plus 1 ticket on day 15. It's kind of cool. And then they also introduced these FanFesta tokens that as you log in, you collect them. And then you can take them to the Mog Minister and trade them in for goodies. Some really nice goodies too, like a 10 plus 1 summon ticket as well as expansion vouchers, which are the things that I'm most excited for personally. Yeah, got to make space for all these new items that are going to be sitting there. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's nice. I mean, I was excited when it said uh, Fan Festa units, and I went in to check, and it's literally just the troll units they gave you for free, like Cheerleader Fina and Cowboy Jake. It's just, <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah, it's like, seriously, guys? Don't, don't do that to my heart, please. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I mean... Still, though, decent stuff. Nice couple summon tickets, 10 plus ones. It's free, yeah. so I can't complain. I'm happy to see I it. don't think you'll be able to get everything, so be selective of what you pick. My gut tells me get the 10 plus one, and then from there, it's like personal choice, whether you want one or two summon tickets or if you want the expansion vouchers, but just be mindful that it is a limited amount of FanFesta tokens that you'll be getting. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, chances are, I haven't had a chance to roll at all, but I have a hunch that the 
trust moogles for the the units are actually all in the raid summon so don't bother wasting your tokens on trust moogles yeah more than likely they'll throw those in there i haven't summoned it all either but in the graphic it does show the tmr moogles oh there you go so it should yeah. be in there don't waste your coins on that just either get the summon tickets or the vouchers or something that you can use then that you won't be able to like you'll be swimming in the trust moogles if you do the raid at all pretty much speaking of the raid Darkness Apocalypse is the raid we're talking about. I want to say people are complaining that this is a fourth repeat event, and that is just not true. The other ones were not Darkness Apocalypse. It was like some, I can't remember the names now, but they were all named something different, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? The thing is, they're giving a huge solid to the person who drew this boss, and the reason that we keep getting this technically the same raid is because they keep putting new FanFesta uh, drawn units into the game, like Myra, this time around. And so, of course, what are you going to do but use the FanFesta drawn boss unit for that raid? Like, it only makes sense. So I can't really complain about it. It is the same, but then again, any raid functions the exact same way. I was going to say, being serious about it, some people just like to complain about anything like guys no matter what raid we put in it's a unit with 4 million hp that you're going to kill on turn one so just just chill out or if you're new you're not going to kill it on turn one but realistically it's the same as any other raid i mean if you take a friend unit that's a seven star max level chances are it can one turn it like this it's it's a raid it's not it's nothing groundbreaking you know no matter what the graphic is on the raid they all function the same at least until you get to the following week where there's the challenging mission or whatever but the the actual farming nodes are literally identical a raid's a raid speaking of that actually the identicalness of some of the events i read a few people complaining about how there hasn't been anything new to do in Final Fantasy Brave Exvius for a while. How do you feel about that, Manny? We've both been playing for about uh, almost two and a half to three years now. I mean, we talked about it earlier. I am starting to feel a little bit burnt out just because uh, the story updates are few and far between. And then it's been a long time since uh, a mission story or an event story actually impressed me or moved me at all. Like Ignacio's story was nice, but it was run. It was cookie cutter, right? It wasn't anything super impressive. It was just there. I can I can kind of get behind that a little bit. It's not that I like the events are the events, right? You play long enough, there's only so much they can do. I am a little bit. I, I don't know. I just I wish there was more story content that didn't feel cookie cutter. I don't know how to word yeah. it. It's no, I definitely agree with you. I miss the days of the, for example, the Sakura story event where yeah, that it was one, actually kind of I, uh, heartfelt. Was that our first story event ever? It was our first story event ever with uh, Santa Roselia or regular Roselia or whatever. Was. <laughs> she was just a regular Ros- <laughs> Roselia. I thought you were sick and dying. Why are you dressed up as Santa? <laughs> you know, whatever, man. Memory sucks. Sometimes. It's fine. It's fine. I think Santa Roselia probably came out around that time, too. That was probably around Christmas, but... No, that story set the bar super high because I love that story. It was everything I wanted it to be because it explained Sakura's wardrobe change and it showed like it showed me a lot about her as a character that kind of expanded 
her as a character, something you maybe don't have a chance to do within the confines of the main story. And I was hoping the story missions would continue down that road. And some of them were really, really good, but the last few have just been disappointing for me personally. I don't mind if they throw in the odd one that's just kind of funny or, you know. For example, Siegs, right? I loved Siegs. And it wasn't super serious or super crazy, but it was hilarious and it was really well done. Whereas you have something like Folka, who realistically realistically got zero character development and revealed very little about her as a as a character in the game, except that she likes to lose her wallet. I mean, <laughs> no comment. Exactly. So I can I can see the. I mean, it's challenging. I can understand from the perspective of the developers as well. It, with a game that's been running this long, it's hard to come up with fresh content to keep people engaged no i definitely agree with that and that's where i think there's a huge opportunity for them in the storytelling aspect because that's what will keep me playing like i'll play the events like crazy if the story is riveting but or well i was gonna say or if they put something in the event that it's worth farming for so far, I mean, you get the same old stuff. The actual uh, items you get in them are run-of-the-mill. Uh, the trust moogles and summon tickets are nice, which is what most people go for. You know, the uh, EOC tickets, things like that. But I would love if there was, like, a, for example, a King Mog event where it costs a boatload of currency, but you can actually get a really, really good item that you will actually use, and it won't just sit in your inventory and you're going to forget about it. Yeah, I I could get behind that for sure. Even if it was... Yeah, I mean, I'd be motivated to farm it. Yeah, even if it was crazily expensive. And, I mean, you had to make the meaningful choice of, do I get some of these other things or do I get this weapon? Yeah. I'd be okay with it. It would kind of give you something awesome to farm for and it'd be kind of rewarding uh, at the end of it when you do finally get it. Yeah. Well... As I was going to say, back to the main topic at hand, talking about raid events and items, I do think there's a few decent items you can craft out of this raid event. The first one that jumped out at me is like, wow, that is insane, was Soul of Darkness, the Materia. 20% increased magic evasion. It's nice. I also like that it gives 30% mag and spirit. There's only a few materia out there that are better than that in giving both stats. There's way better mag materia and there's way better spirit materia. But when you combine both, I think it's only a handful. And granted, not a lot of units can use this stat combination, but for example, summoners, their summon magic is based both off spirit and mag combined. So they would love this kind of stuff. And 20% mag evasion nice cherry on the cake exactly the first thing that came to mind actually was that we're getting closer and closer to 100 percent magic evasion potential actually the way magic evasion is coded in the game it doesn't stack so you only get the highest magic evasion it's oh, sort of okay thank yeah. goodness i yeah. was worried i was like man we're gonna have unstoppable units <laughs> you won't be able to kill anything anymore <laughs> there's dodge everything just insta win yeah, yeah. No, thankfully, I think they they want to keep magic at least somewhat viable because you can resist it most of the time. Most magic is typed. I mean, 20% is still really nice. They could come in clutch. One out of five hey, magic one attacks. One out of five. It might be that one, yeah. that one clutch that gets you. What do you think of some of the other things? Uh, what about the woven trapper cap? 
I actually really like it. Uh, nice MP sustain for Aurora Fravia. And then it's not half bad in terms of attack and mags. I mean, 15 isn't the greatest, but it's free. And I've played using Aurora Fravia, and she does eat up a lot of mana in some of the longer battles. So uh, this could be really handy. Triple ability will do that. Just exactly. the, the mana pool disappears. Yeah, when everything strong costs 70 mana, it's like, oh, there goes 200 mana in one turn. Yep. I actually really... I like the Tattered Overcoat because it nullifies Petrify. Uh, the Enchanted Brooch is just okay for me. It's pretty bad on anybody except Myra or Amira. Yeah, Myra is the only one or Mira. How, yeah. how would you say it? it? My natural instincts would say Myra. Okay, cool. That's what I, that's mine too. Yeah. But I don't know what the official official way to say it. We'll is. stick with that. We'll stick with Myra. But like you were saying, Enchanted Brooch only really good on her. I mean, I thought it was good when I first glanced and saw Fire and Light resist, but it was only tied to one specific unit, so not amazing. Exactly. So if you're equipping it to her, it's really nice. I love the extra resistances, but Thirty Spirit on its own is lackluster. Exactly. Um, other than that, I didn't see anything too significant uh, besides, honestly, those ones for anything good. Um, there's a few other items in there. If you're newer, I mean, a 70 attack spear is good. Uh, the cursed locket can be good because of the MP refresh if you are, again, a newer player. So there's some decent stuff. But for veterans, I think those three pieces of cloth or pieces of... Uh, <coughs> equipment or materia are the main ones you're kind of looking to get just a note on the shattered yari it is a weaker version of the cursed yari that you could get from beating the more challenging hasiko on one of the previous darkness raids or missions um, if you didn't have a chance to get that this might be worth picking up because it's i think the only dark spear we have I think the only other one is the full cursed Yari, and then the only one better than that is actually Elza's TMR, which you will never see again because they said they're not doing uh, another Brave Frontier collab. So, to all of you who have Elza, you have the best Dark Spear in the game. Congratulations. Thanks. I do have Elza with the best Dark Spear in the game, and I'm really sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked her as a unit, so I'm sad that it's not coming back. Yeah, me too. But, oh, well, what can you do? She was she was pretty cool back then. I'll I'll just live it up in the fact that I I have her and can enjoy the benefits that other people cannot. Yep. So what do you think of the actual featured summon or banner, the new unit? Hey guys, Mini here with Wilmgard. Yo! I just want to tell you about a little giveaway we're doing to show our appreciation for you guys being supporters and listener listeners of the podcast. Uh, we're giving away an, a $25 iTunes, Amazon, or a Google Play gift card, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And all you have to do to enter is send us your name and friend code from FFBE to ffbepodcast at gmail.com. The link to that is in the description of this episode. So just shoot that email off and we'll do a random draw towards the end of the month. You have until February 28th to enter. All right, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Well, the first thing I always look at with these units is the art because it is given to us by a FanFesta person drawing them. So let's take a quick zoom in here. She looks 
actually super cute. I I like the art style. Wearing that silly little hat kind of looks awesome. And then as in traditional style, short skirt with stockings. Can't go wrong. No, they, they literally made her like a... I mean, she looks exactly what you would expect from an idol. Or yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that. Like, just yeah. mega cute and just looks like she belongs on a stage. Yeah, and she does. She's an idol. With a bit of a sad story, actually. She's uh, she's the Little Mermaid re-envisioned. Oh, man. <laughs> what? Poor girl. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> you know, life sucks sometimes. Yeah, it does. So what, what, do, you, you, what do, do you think of her as a... I mean, one thing I want to say before we go into the abilities, I'm excited to see her animations because I so far... They've done a really good job on all the previous FanFesta units. Some of their ability animations are just beautiful, so I'm hoping they keep up the, the trend. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the ability animations will look like as well. The first thing I uh, noticed about her, and usually I look at the TMR first for most units, mm-hmm. her TMR, uh, egg yolk. I don't know how to say that. That's how I'm going to try, egg yolk. Yeah. Egg yolk. Egg yolk. Her egg yolk yeah. is the best yolk that an egg has ever produced. Um, 55 spirit with 20 mag is not the thing that is amazing about it, although it is very good mm-hmm. on an accessory or on a hat, sorry. It's the 40 fire and light resistance built into that. 40% is a lot. Yeah, it's really good. So that's the one main thing that I like about it. Um, her STMR is really good. The passive effect to all my fans is really good to have because, I mean, dropping below 80% HP is really easy. So this is where I would say a little bit I'm not a big fan of her STMR. It's good. But at the end of the day, it's just a big spirit stat stick. Um, And the reason I say this is if you're running any, like if you don't have a buffer in your team, then yes, it's actually really, really good because 100% spirit and uh, 80% HP is really, really easy to hit, right? You drop below 80% HP, you get 100% more spirit, super good. But 100% on its own isn't that high. Most decent buffers can hit that or higher. We're, we're easily seeing around 120, 140% now with most of the higher tier buffers. So given that this is an STMR, I would have liked to see that bonus be a little bit higher. That's that's my only gripe with it. See, that's because you're thinking of it in the in a in a weird way. Really, the benefit of it comes in when you're using re-raise. So the reason it's set to specifically 80% is because re-raise gives you 80% HP when you respawn. So basically, I don't know if you've experienced this, but some trials they'll kill you and you'll re-raise and they'll kill you again. So this kind of helps you survive through that where they'll kill you, you'll re-raise, but now you'll also have 100% spirit buff still, like persisting on this unit or on whatever unit is equipped with this super TMR. So it kind of helps you in a little bit in those trials where you lose all your buffs because you've re-raised and now you're kind of coming back up. Uh, And it, I don't know, I can see it being pretty handy. It's 150 spirit, so it's no weak staff anyways. But in those battles where you do need to re-raise a lot, this can be very, very handy. I agree. I think it has its uses, right? But I just, 
I just think for an STMR, the side effect isn't what I wanted to see. That's that's my only complaint is I wish it was a little bit higher. I mean, it's good. There's no question about it. It's just the fact that you have to get four of her to get it. I I feel like it deserved a slightly better effect. Fair enough. Maybe they should have put it closer to... Yeah, it doesn't have to be different. Just maybe slightly higher numbers. Yeah, like 120 or something. So it matches up with some of at least the six-star buffers. Yeah, but I mean, I agree with you. It's not bad. It's definitely a, a helpful passive. Well, let's talk about some of her abilities because... I think that she is fantastic and a lot of people will like her style. So before we get into it, tell me, how do you look at this character overall? Is she a healer with buffiness or is she a buffer with healiness? To me, she's a healer with buffiness. Uh, A man of refined tastes, I see. That's right. (laughs) No, I agree with you. I think... the way I'm reading this unit is she's primarily meant to be a healer and then she can also buff on her off turns. But tell me a little bit about her kit. So the one thing I really like about her kit is that she has a string of abilities that she can use that continuously build on each other in a way that makes sense. So for example, you start with the ability intro. I mean, everything she does is going to be... music base so you start with intro which is a buff and a break resistance and then her next ability after that that's unlocked then buffs further heals cures statuses and then unlocks another one which does even more gives you a barrier and she ends up really really strong in that way so i like that they did they took something i feel like that a lot of other units struggle with and it's the building of abilities and made it into something that makes kind of, makes sense and is useful to use at every stage. Mm-hmm. Besides that, she has all the things that make an amazing healer: AOE re-raise or not AOE re yeah AOE re-raise, crazy healing, nice refresh, um, a nice regen as well, and then AOE raise all built into her kit. Um, you can't really get much better than that. I agree. I, I think she's a very, very good unit. I just, uh, she has a couple weaknesses I just want to point out. So one, if you're running her, I suggest you put Phoenix on her because she doesn't have a raise as a magic, which means that she can dual cast white magic or she can dual cast her abilities, but you can't crisscross them. So for example, if you ever need to raise and re-raise, or Cura- raise and curaja or whatever you can't do both in the same turn unless you have give her phoenix which comes with raise alternatively she also doesn't have any form of dispel so you'll definitely need to be running her with a unit that is has either odin or brings its own dispel because she doesn't have access to it and that by no means makes her bad she's fantastic but it's, it's something you need to do, I guess, to balance out the healers because she has a lot in her kit and there are some things they have to leave out to give the other healers a reason to exist. Wait, she's dispel- she doesn't have Dispel? She's trash. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of sources <laughs> in my, of it. In my classic style, she's missing one thing. Yeah. Sucks. I don't want Never it. Never mind. All those things I said. 
but other than that, to me, the way I would use this unit is I'd use her as a primarily a healer. And then on off turns, if you notice, her intro skill lasts five turns. So it's something she can use on off turns. Um, if you want to run her as primarily a buffer first, she can do that. But she kind of is on par with top tier sort of six star buffers. So she's good, but she doesn't compare to, for example, buffers like seven star Zargabath or seven star MS Nickel, people like that. For sure. I agree with that. What I love about her most though is on demand uh, AOE re-raise is so good. And then she also has a chance to, with I think her limit burst removes literally everything. <laughs> like her limit burst is so good. And it's not even that expensive. It's just like... The limit burst is pretty much like a full reset. Yeah, basically. It's just... The only thing it doesn't remove is stop. Yeah, that's another one of her weaknesses. She has no way... So she has no way to remove stone or stop. She can now, prevent... Well, uh, she can prevent stone. She can't stone. prevent stop, though. Yeah. So, Which, which story-wise, I really like. Because if you stop the performance, it's done. That's it. <laughs> Unless you're Katy Perry. <laughs> Unless you're Katy Perry and you're still singing to this day. <laughs> Nothing can stop you. <laughs> I bet the, the coders are like, we took that event out three weeks ago. What is going on? Yeah, I have, actually I haven't even checked. It might be out now, but... I don't know. I haven't looked either. Um, yeah. I, I just kind of assume it's always there now. But I like it. She's a great unit. She can remove any attack, mag, defense, spirit, debuffs without removing your other buffs from your allies uh she can if you really need her to she has a one turn mega debuff for fire and light resistance she can imperil it for 100 percent and increase defense and spirit for 65 percent so if you want to nuke something she has like a giant i don't know what to call it yeah like it's not it she doesn't nuke herself but she makes things really squishy if you're running any kind of fire or light damage i mean she cripples the crap out of the enemy. Yeah, it's and 65% decrease to defense and spirit is also respectable. It's not That's a lot. That's amazing, more than Yeah, it's it's that's good. That's more than uh 6 star Lid, who was notoriously one of the best healers for a long time. That's more than she has in her kit without her max limit burst. So, it's significant. And then also on the on the flip side is um, she's very serviceable as a six star. She gets all her relevant abilities. The only thing she doesn't really have that I think is super super amazing is uh, AOE. Uh, what do you call it? AOE re-raise on on demand? So she gets that at seven star. Uh, the other stuff is also really good, but to me that's the big sort of thing she she gets for being a seven star. And I guess she can dual cast her own abilities as well on seven star. Yeah, she becomes ridiculously good at 7-star, but like you said, 6-star, she's still a fantastic white mage slash support. Yeah. Would you roll for this if you didn't have a, an amazing healer in Folka? Hell yes. If I didn't have Folka already, I would roll for this. If I still had, for example, before Folka, I was sitting on a 6-star Ayaka, and that was my main healer. And Ayaka's really good. I just didn't have... She was squishy as hell, which is why I rolled the first... The first healer that was good that popped up, I went all in. So if you still are missing a healer or you're lacking one of the top tier healers, I think she's actually really, really good. I would definitely go in for this. Yeah, she's up there. Definitely. Uh, I'd say 
ranks well within the top healers. Like they're all a little bit different at this point. There's some crossover across multiple units, but any of these top, I'd say top four healers that you get, top five healers that you get um, are amazing. And she's definitely one of them. I mean, they all do what they need to do at six star. And realistically, the best thing about getting them seven star is just how tanky they get. You just want them to not die the moment something doesn't get blocked. Like, the moment something looks at them funny, they just yeah. pass out. The, the difference in <laughs> HP is insane. My Ayaka used to cap out at like 8k HP if I decked her out with like percent HP passives. And my 7-star full cut easily gets to like 13k. It's just, the difference is astounding. One thing I forgot to mention that when I was reviewing this unit before the podcast, I noticed that she has 60% decreased chance of being targeted. That's really good for a healer. Yeah, uh, it's nice against those enemies that do a lot of single target attacks. I know most people run taunt tanks anyways, but I mean, in the odd chance that it gets dispelled or whatever might happen, this is really nice to have. Yeah, it's a nice little, oh shit, gives you a small chance to survive in case your tank dies or something goes wrong. Or you're like me and you just forget to use abilities all the time and you die. I know. I can't wait for that rumored update where they tell you the timings of your abilities. Please. <laughs> it's please. Gonna, it's going to make my life so much better. Sometimes I'm so paranoid. I have my uh, Wilhelm. I'll run Wilhelm and I'll cast both his taunt and his other abil- like his uh, AoE cover back to back i know they last multiple turns i'm just like i can't let this drop i can't forget about it i'm the same way i'm like did i cast it before didn't i and i'll just well better safe than sorry yep that's all my wilhelm does he just he casts empire is with us and then yeah whatever the thing is called impregnable Impregnable, yeah yeah Yeah. that's all those are the only two abilities he has as far as i'm concerned (laughs) yeah I don't know why I buffed his uh, buffing abilities pointlessly. I never use them. Yeah, same here. <laughs> it, it, you know what's funny? The few times I'm like, oh, maybe I should use one of his buffing abilities. Inevitably, I die because it's on one of the turns one of my buffs wears off. <laughs> so yep. I, just, I just haven't been paying attention. So I've learned my lesson. I just, I never use, I, all I use is cover and taunt. That is exactly. your job. Exactly. That's all you need to use. Yeah. So with Myra, she is coming with a... Uh, step up banner a traditional featured step up banner with 25k with a guarantee of getting myra or aurora fravia on the final step yeah so nice i think both units are pretty good it's um, actually an amazing step yeah. up in my opinion because i love aurora fravia we count we covered her in a previous episode and then i love myra i think she's i would be happy to get either one of them because honestly even if i just get one myra her TMR is so, so good. 55 spirit is nothing to laugh at. And then the extra resistances are just top notch. The uh, Given that it's basically free if you roll her because of the raid, like it's just, I would be happy with either one. If I wasn't free to play and I had the resources to pull on this, I would. Um, it's, you're getting a top tier top tier healer with an amazing tmr or you're getting a top tier hybrid dps um, with again a really good tmr as well so <laughs> i like how you tone down the the goodness of the tmr on the second one <laughs> well it's not as good i was gonna say you're not wrong it's all it's pretty much top tier but if you're aurora freavia 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's only good on her. Yeah. <laughs> if you're her, it's really, really good. Exactly. Or I guess if you're Fryavia. Yeah, that's true. She can use it well as well. <laughs> yeah, you have to be a hybrid unit to if use it. If you're one of the two forms. So with that, um, I don't think either of us are going to pull on this because we have units that fit into this category. But definitely, like we said, pull on this. If you have the resources and you're missing a healer slash hybrid DPS unit, these two are both amazing and you're guaranteed to get one or the other uh, by the end of one lap. Yeah, and I mean, a, a DPS is a DPS. I love Aurora Freyavia. I love hybrid units. But if you don't have a healer, give this a shot because a, a good healer will take you a long way. One hundo P. With that, uh, we've come to the end of the content for this week, Mini. Um, what are you looking forward to in this coming week? For me, it's going to be the relaxation of a light week. I agree with you there. I can't wait to catch up on... I need to do the bonus stage for the Ignacio event. So I'm looking forward to trying that. I'm going to... Hopefully the bug has been resolved. I heard some people saying they don't crash anymore. Fingers crossed, because the last time we had a story event, I got destroyed by the bug. So personally speaking, I did have a reset one time, and it allowed me to finish the run, and I collected everything. Perfect. So it's it's been... I I'm, might be a one-off. I've heard some people back and forth. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. So we'll see. Yeah. I went, Well, I mean, it's been recent, right? People have only been saying it's been fixed since the most recent update, which I'm glad they jumped on that really, really quick, because I mean... It's only been basically the next uh, the next maintenance. It seems to have been resolved, so I'm happy to, to hear that news. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, I am as well. And then the other thing I'm looking forward to, well, not really looking forward to, but I need to do is just roll all of my yearning for peace summons. Oh yeah, you should do that. You need to get that materia if you haven't done that already. It's really good. Which materia? the soulful mastery or what i forget what it was called it gives you 25 percent spirit it's actually pretty decent ah okay yeah yeah i know what you mean i barely got mine in a nick of time <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna roll over the weekend and fuse everything and do the cleanup duties there you go this is the time to yep. shore up everything and clean up your inventories, clean up your act, you know, everything. I wonder I, I wonder what Hasiko has in store for us for next week. That's really what I'm looking forward to most. I just want to see what shenanigans she's going to bring out this time. The return of the revenge of the revengening of Hasiko. To the revengening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah. I got to get on the Chamber of Arms as well. That's one thing this week that I'm hoping to get to. There's been like three or four or five releases since the last one I did. So yeah. I got to get on that. You got to get on doing that in the first place, I think. Yeah, I do. I, I just don't have any spare time. I like to run the events because I try to squeeze as much as I can out of them. So there haven't been too many weeks where I've had the spare energy where I don't want to put into an event. Uh, this might be one of the weeks I can. When I finish Ignacio bonus stage, we'll see what, what happens. But yeah, there that's, you go. I think that's one of the other things I would like to see. Maybe once in a while, just give us a week off. <laughs> like, it'd <just> be nice <laughs> to be able to... Just do nothing. <laughs> yeah, just to sit down and try to tackle some of those trials and stuff. 
One week of no updates and half price energy. <laughs> yes, great idea. Half price trials and chamber of arms. Make it happen. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening this week. It's, it was a relatively short week of updates, but a significant one with the addition of a new FFBE Fan Festa drawn unit. Myra, amazing. Aurora Fraevia coming in with her as well. So a lot to be excited for, as well as a lot of uh, stuff that we could be doing, of course, still in the background. I'm sure a lot of us have fallen behind. Either way. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the podcast. We will catch you in the next episode. Peace. See you next week. Bye.